This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm going to try to keep my spasmy Tourette's in check tonight. I've you noticed, are? Yes, just that I was, as I was... Um, um, who was that? Who was that? Who was in for Kirk yesterday? The producer, um, whatever Augustus. Yes, is it Andrew Augustus? Andrew Augustus was in there, and as much as I would like to judge his jerkiness and the fact that he seems like he somebody needed to trank him in the neck, <laughs> um, I have the same exact thing. So now I am cool, calm, and collected That's on great. video. That's no more great. jerkiness. Good for you. Uh, as you noted before the show, I was talking to some people in the chat. We had one um, great comment yesterday in the chat that I really wanted to get to that we ended up not getting to yesterday that I just wanted to bring up that um, someone in the chat uh, wanted to know if uh, Burn Barrel Podcast Enterprises like Barstool uh, was considering layoffs at all. And if so, maybe Cyril should be first <laughs> on the chopping block. Last in, first out, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yes. No, yes. He is a problemo. We have one member of Antifa in this house, and that is him. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And as a matter of fact, miraculously, he may be on his way now. Um, but, uh, yes, and also, uh, excellent work yesterday. If you guys are not in on the uh, Fat Cactus saga, this has been incredible. Yeah, it's very and important. Steve from Gloucester has made some really good progress. I spent Tommy three and New Hampshire sent some very important links as well okay. about crimes that have happened oh, yes. at the Fat Cactus. But, but but there was this, like we said, and this was an All You Can Eat podcast. We were at this place at, at like 10 years ago, and it was just the most amazing dining experience we had ever had. And it had very, well, actually, it had something to do with the food, too, but it was, 
it was amazing because it just seemed like nobody really worked there. And our waitress was like profoundly beautiful. She was a 10 out of 10, just gorgeous woman and equally profoundly dumb. And I, I got to find a better way to put that because I don't mean to seem like a jerk because she was very sweet. Mm-hmm. But she was the goat. Well, and like I said last night when, or on on the podcast when we talked about it, this is the All You Can Eat podcast, by the way. So head over and listen to that if you're wanting to catch up on the saga of the fat cactus. But um, it wasn't even so – it may not have even been so much an intelligence issue as just she seemed like completely unfamiliar with restaurants and food and beverages as concepts. Yes. Like, it was just all new to her. Like, she just landed on Earth and had not heard of a nacho until today. Well, well, yeah, it, it, at least till that time. Which I would... is fine. I had a roommate like that, actually. We've talked about this, you and I. And you're convinced that she was really hot. She was not really hot, but... All Hollies are hot. Um, oh, you're, you're, we need... I gotta, I'm going to upgrade you on salt lights. I think they need... Those ones are on. They just don't look... Those hot. ones violently flittered. Fluttered. Yeah, the... Fluckered. the I tried to turn them on. They're just low on battery. Um. Anyway, so um, this roommate that I had one time at the time when I was sharing apartments with roommates, Holly, um, who you're convinced she's hot. Oh, Holly's are hot. She's not hot. Um, but she was. I mean, she was a store manager of a store, mm-hmm. like a branded store. So, like, she must have been smart in some ways, certainly. But, I mean, punctual and could use keys. Yeah, but it like could read a manual, maybe. Uh, it was. I mean, she was. It was a clothing store, so like she could suggest outfits for people to go together and stuff, right. and like ring them up and put them in a bag without like, you know, g- just going through her day. But she had a number of things that she said that astounded me and my other roommate. For example, she did not know about the Revolutionary War. Like, uh, not not just, like, she didn't have a deep knowledge of the Revolutionary War, but the idea that America was once part of England and had fought a war to not be was, like, completely new information to her. And she went to high school in Massachusetts and had a high school diploma. So... Where'd she go? Uh, I forget. Not a town that like I was familiar with. Somewhere okay. far away. Um, you know, and then prior to that in her adult life, she lived with New Hampshire before she moved in with us in Massachusetts. Um, you said she lived with New Hampshire? She lived in New Hampshire okay. before she moved in with us in Massachusetts. Because um, me and my friend were looking for a new roommate. And uh, yeah, she had she had been through a period where her dad had been driving her to work because mm-hmm. she had had a DUI. And <laughs> I love her so, more. So, how old was she then? Twenties. Uh, I don't know. Um, and um, yeah, and she was dating a guy who was supposedly getting a divorce, but was not yet divorced. Yes. Um, and but anyway, but yeah, unfamiliar with the Revolutionary War, like as an idea, like did not know that right. America had been colonies of England and then stopped being colonies of England and became its own country. Okay. That which like if you go to public school in Massachusetts, I feel like they throw that at you at some point. Like you would have to be exposed to that conceptually at some point. I want to uh, play. I'm going to defend the uh, very telegenic Holly for a moment. She also had not heard of pirates. 
Well, okay. But she this had is, not. So, like, so, by we the way, watched this, the Pirates of the and Caribbean you said movie. That you and your other roommate, also mm-hmm. cute, by the way, had uh, used to talk about her being dumb all the time. Which is obviously you being catty because Holly was hotter. <laughs> she wasn't. Yeah, that she hot. was. Yes, she was. Um, but yeah, she. We watched Pirates of the Caribbean together, mm-hmm. and she didn't know about. She was like, "What is a pirate?" She is so dumb. Isn't no, I mean, I, I mean, that was just not a question yes. I was expecting to field when we sat down to watch Pirates not everybody. of the Caribbean. Oh, I'll, oh. She was like, what? "What does it mean, pirates? What's a pirate?" And we were like. It, so then that was like a whole explanation it was a whole thing yeah at one point she was like convinced she wanted to get more of a scoop on her boyfriend like i'd be worried about her finding this but she's not gonna find it because at one point she was worried about um like what her boyfriend was up to and so she borrowed our other roommate's computer to search for her boyfriend on the internet but she didn't know what to do with it so just amazon was the tab that happened to be open so she put his name into the search bar on amazon okay (laughs) so was he available (laughs) no he was not so i'm pretty sure that like she's probably not a big like podcast listener or like searching my name online or anything at this point and that wasn't like this wasn't like the 90s and she didn't know how to use a computer at all it was like what year would that have been 2008 or something so yeah i mean it was like zoolander i mean she was a very sweet person but it was like really i'd never encountered that because i mean like i i don't know i just never run into somebody who was that like unaware of things in the world she was shocked that Barack Obama got elected for reasons that I won't get into because they're too offensive for the podcast. But, um, yeah. Anyway, that was that was Holly. What this the is, Alice? No. What's what this is? You still feel I was jealous of Holly? This is you because you're a geek, Alice. Mm-hmm. Feeling that since she and by the way, I just tweeted a picture out of Alice holding her math championship. <laughs> uh, award uh, poster. You guys can see my tweets right there. Mm-hmm. Is that you felt threatened because she beat you guys out in beauty, and so you decided to use your fifteen seventy SAT against her as being less than because you couldn't. It couldn't bear the fact that even though she didn't acknowledge the birth of this nation. Didn't know what pirates were. Didn't know what most things that she was seeing were and had no intellectual <laughs> curiosity is that all the hottest guys were dating her and you and Monique got the leftovers. The losers. <laughs> I mean, you I You didn't snagged... want no scrub, but you got scrub because <laughs> Holly was getting the grade Tom A ones. Because so... she didn't give it a shot. <laughs> and you know what, by the way, please check that picture out of Alice Shattuck with her little mask. <laughs> With a little man, which tells, which tells me, by the way, Mean Girls popular group. That's you were definitely part of that. <laughs> with that math certificate right there, you do, uh, you do look. Uh, you had one picture today that I saw. It doesn't matter really. Alice has this ailment. If you guys haven't seen, where she's um, unable to open <laughs> her eyes and she's laughing. Ailment. And she did it today. And I just saw a picture of her today, which was very cute. But as even as a little kid, that must have been rough. You, you know what? <laughs> you didn't say most, what it is. Your ailment is what that you can't open your eyes and laugh. 
<laughs> I can. No, you can't. See, not I just really did. laugh. No, that's a fake. That's a fake thing, and you're forcing your eyes. But you're still your eyeballs roll back. All you see is white. <laughs> no, yes, it that's happens. Not left. true. Um, but um, so yeah. I mean, that's a long way. You know, we were talking about the fat cactus this whole. That's time. true. But Steve, but it did re- it it did remind me of that because that's like the uh, the another encounter that I've had with somebody who seemed to have just mm. been dropped on Earth. Yeah, and the thing with the fat cactus woman is. I've worked with plenty of women who are beautiful women, and people do favors for them all the time. But the fat cactus woman, I don't think people were doing her favors. I think that she was one of these rare breeds that, uh, like my friends in One Direction say, she didn't know she was beautiful. Is it possible? Because there's no reason she didn't need to be at the fat cactus. She could have been on somebody's arm in some place nice. Not there's anything wrong with the fat cactus. I appreciated that she was. She was a career woman, I guess. I guess so, but <laughs> but Holly to the Revolutionary War was her to restaurant things. Right. So. There was no. We might have asked <laughs> for. Might as well have asked for a bowl of sand belts, and uh, and it, we would have gotten the same thing. Fan belts. Sorry. So how much I know about cars. And she would have come out with the same thing. But it doesn't matter because we can't go out anymore, Alice, because a new study shows that nearly two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. By the way, it also there's also a whole bunch of news out saying that people are maxing out credit cards and defaulting on credit cards. We just talked to a guy who is a lawyer who used to work with bankruptcy lawyers who said that they're all the bankruptcy lawyer friends have been out of work. There's been no bankruptcy work because COVID kept them all adrift. Mm-hmm. But he was telling us that he thought any time now credit card debt's going to collapse and the people are going to come running back and the bankruptcy lawyers are going to come running back or the debt relief people, whatever. Um, and one of the reasons is people have to pay, live for credit cards because stuff is hugely expensive. Mm-hmm. I did not expect the back-to-school stuff to be $400. And just because Walmart's setting it aside for you and Target sets it aside in a certain part of the store and uh, Staples does too doesn't mean it's cheaper some of it is discounted a little bit but they don't do a whole new section to lose money right it, it is ridiculous I literally once again it's so expensive and this isn't once again this isn't the high end stuff we're talking about Walmart here this is, we're not going to the fancy places our kids don't have LL Bean backpacks like I did when no. I was a kid. They're not. It's we're getting the stuff that falls apart after a year. But um, yeah, it's crazy. The other conversation we had with somebody recently is that we um, we emailed our homeowners insurance to say like, why did our homeowners insurance go up by like fifty percent this year? And yeah, ours was already high because our house is super old, but. And we'll never use it because we're scared that because our house is super old that they're going to, because we've heard so many horror stories that they'll cut us off and kick us off Mm -hmm. the policy if we, if we ever use it. So it's going to take, like our house will have to be like raised to the ground for us to ever use our homeowner's insurance. But anyway, so the homeowner's insurance went way up by like 50%. So I just emailed our agent and was like, what's the deal? Like, is there something else we should be doing here? Like what? And, um, the agent said he gets the call that calls like this a hundred times a day. 
He said, everybody's asking, it's because the replacement costs are so high, right? So they based it on two things. They're like how the probability of something bad happening to your house, which is where the being an old house factors in because it has a higher probability of something bad happening, as we've seen firsthand, clearly. Um, and then the replacement cost. So it's the probability that something bad happens times what it's going to cost them to build you a new house if something happens to yours. And the cost of giving you a new house is higher than ever before because, once again, inflation, the wages, the materials, the housing market, like just the money everything. Down now. Just everything. Not, I mean, that's if you're buying a house, right, right. but oh, for I'm the sorry. insurance company, like right, right. from their perspective, what they call the replacement cost of the house is like, that's what it's going to cost to build you a new comparable house in the same spot if something happens to yours, it's right? So, interesting so that is so much more expensive now because of all this inflation that it's like, oh, okay, whew, well, I guess that's an extra $100 a month that we have to spend now. Like, so we ended up, we raised our deductible from $1,000 to $5,000 so that we could save 50 bucks a month. But it's like, it's crazy. Yes. It's like all the costs are going up and like you barely even, you know, I, I mean, I know that some people in this world, probably mostly people with government uh, em, uh, employee union contracts or whatever, uh, are getting cost of living wage increases. But like out here in the private sector where it's the Wild West, I do not get a cost of living wage increase. <laughs> so, I mean, like they can... You know, the, the, a merit increase is less than inflation right now. So the cost going up, that impacts everybody. And people have gotten COVID money. There are a lot of programs out there to get money for stuff like for relief and whatever. And and people have had easy credit for a long time. But with the interest rates just up and up and up, like and consumer debt spiking, like I I don't see a good ending because when they talk about how they've lowered inflation, they don't mean the cost of everything have gone down. Right. They mean it's going up slower now. Yes. Yes. And I see every day in the store, I see shrinkflation and inflation. And when I say seven bucks for uh, cream cheese, I mean seven bucks for cream cheese. You can get the store brand ones and those are a little less expensive, but those are also shrinkflated. Mm -hmm. Just everything is different out there. Everything is different. Like, uh, I just think that they are as incompetent as we thought they were. And yeah, wow, printing money really does F things up. Who knew? Mm -hmm. Who knew? I mean, it is kind of good to see because, and we know people like this who were into like the Andrew Yang UBI thing too. Like, oh, you can just give everybody X amount of money each month. And, like, that will take care of what happens when all the machines take over all their jobs. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah, it turns out that handing people a bunch of money actually does screw with things a lot, as it turns out, you know? Yes. And so it's, like, kind of a good experiment because, yeah, you did see, like, it did solve the immediate problem for a lot of people, which was that all this stuff, you know, like... The, the fact that nobody was allowed to go to work, like people were able to keep employees on with PPP loans that were forgiven, like all this stuff. We were able to keep people afloat, but 
Yeah, it had a huge, huge impact. And economists did warn about this yeah. at the time. Um, like and, uh, the left economist. Was it Tribe or who's the other guy? Larry... Larry uh, Summers. Summers, yes. yes. It, yeah. yeah. Plus, that doesn't even get to the fact that there was massive fraud in all these programs. There was like some estimate recently um, about the fraud in the COVID bills. And we saw some of this because like your social security number got Mm -hmm. stolen and like trying to deal with unemployment at that time, Massachusetts unemployment to try and get it taken care of that like somebody had fraudulently claimed unemployment in your name was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, like holding for days, getting dropped, like... Um, how did, what the freak were we thinking? We ended up reaching out to our state rep who eventually took care of it for us because, um, yeah, the Washington Post reported a week ago that, uh, the justice department has brought a wave of cases over $836 million in COVID fraud. And a lot of it's organized crime. A lot of it's other nations like Ukraine, Russia, like that's where it's all Ukraine. Don't say that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, not Ukraine. Just Russia. Just Russia. They're bad. Um, But uh, yeah, like it's like foreign nationals and organized crime syndicates that are that did this. It wasn't like, you know, your neighbor stealing your social security number or something like it out of your mailbox. This was like people doing this stuff online and just doing it en masse for thousands of social security numbers at one time and just collecting benefits because there was no verification at that time because they didn't want to hold up getting money to anyone. So it is interesting, though, because it does tell you. It was interesting to me at the time how much more efficient the IRS was at getting people money than unemployment was. Like you could get somebody, you couldn't get anybody on the phone at unemployment to deal with any of the issues, but the IRS was able to just like, I mean, money just appeared in our bank account during COVID from the IRS. We like that, fellas. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but it is interesting because they have all your information already. Yeah. They know what your bank account is, how much money you make, what you qualify for. How many kids you have. They already know all the information. So they just went by your last tax return and, you know, plugged it in. It's like how they know if you cheat on your taxes because they already have all and your information. For a second there, I think it's like how they know if you cheat on your wife. And I got nervous. But You're I like haven't, the IRS but might I haven't cheated on you, but why was I nervous? <laughs> I don't know why you were nervous. I don't know. Oh, okay. Speaking of cheating on my wife. If I do it, Alice, with Gina from the Fat Cactus. Uh-huh. Or um, Holly, or Holly, or Dua Lipa. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it'll probably be a female. Which, as Tucker Carlson has shown us, by the way, Tucker gives one hell of an interview. Is not exactly how things work in the Obama family. You know, you know in two thousand eight, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack. And a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, "I'll sign an affidavit," and he did. I'll take a look. Did Did it become clear to you, two thousand eight? Uh, I mean, it was a rumor in 2000. It was? You remember that? There was a ru- There were rumors that Obama was, uh, like, it was into men. That That's part of the whole thing about Michelle Obama. Right, I get that, but I'd only heard that, like, from, like, Montante two years ago, a year ago. I, I didn't know any about that. Oh, about that. I had heard that before, but it was extremely fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, well, no sure. serious outlet was saying that, but I definitely think that 
like once that letter came out from his ex-girlfriend where she talked about him saying that he fantasized about Mm -hmm. men like it kind of made me go like well anything's possible i mean i don't tend to think the michelle obama stuff is true generally but like it wouldn't shock me at this point because if they went to the mats to like make that as fringe as it was in 2008 to say that 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 was like a totally insane fringy thing to think then like i mean like why not the rest of it too i mean that's a tough you figured i mean i kind of figured he would have put that in his book I mean, for the book tour, they had him saying he wasn't. He was born in Kenya. That was Obama's mm-hmm. book tour. Um, I don't know. I just. It, it, I mean, I figured. Well, you know what? It's interesting because Obama's was such a rock star. I figured he'd work his way through every hot Hollywood woman. They all loved him. All those people who pledged to mm-hmm. Obama. Like he's the weird non non philanderer who drinks and smokes, right? And has certainly enjoyed weed and apparently crack. But but like it's just interesting. Maybe Jeremiah Wright kept him kept him on the straight and narrow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he didn't. He I never thought. I always thought he was more just kind of an odd person then. Although, you know what? What? The way, like, he'd be up there and, like, sing the Al Green stuff, and, like, he sounded good. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-mm. I'll find it for you. I don't remember that. But, yeah, I mean, I guess where I go with it is just, you know, that was such a fringe extreme thing to think back in 2008 about Obama. It was like, do you remember when John McCain, like, lectured the lady about thinking he was a Muslim and stuff? It was, like, further out than that, even. You know what I mean? So, along with the Michelle Obama rumors as well, right? And it kind of went together, like, that Obama was into men and that that's why he was with Michelle. Um, But that, that I mean, that was a rumor, but that was a pretty far that out was there a rumor. rumor? I was far out. It was Here's like Obama singing as president eleven years ago, okay. singing Al Green. Uh... So in love. With you. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He's That's a news coverage. He sells it. He's good at it. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I... He is thin, and over forty. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so I guess where I land on it is I don't think that all the stuff is true. But at this point, I feel like with the media, anything's possible. They could have well, covered yes. up absolutely anything and it would not shock me anymore at this point. Yes, that, that definitely that's, that's where I am. Is It's like, I, is it, you know, it's not what I feel is the most likely scenario. But if it turned out to be true, I'd be like, oh, OK, well, that there you go. Um, it's like, do you remember Gamergate? Yes, yes. And you remember there was Brianna Wu, who Mm -hmm. later ran for Congress, who she got, she and her husband, Frank Wu, had to escape from their house during Gamergate because she got so much harassment, apparently, on the internet from internet trolls during Gamergate. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like Milo Yiannopoulos was all over it, and he kept saying that Brianna Wu was trans, and all the mainstream outlets were like, she is not trans. That is like a vicious room. You're absolutely out of line saying she's trans. Brianna Wu is not a trans person. That's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And then we watched on TV. We saw that interview of her with Jim Browdy when she was running for Congress. And we both looked at her and we're like, that's a dude. Right. Like, why was the entire media insisting that this was absolutely yeah. not a trans person. Yeah. Like, it was just bizarre. Like, just like the dog face pony soldier thing. No, it's an old joke. So, yeah. We're not, we're I not mean, like, you're it. gaslighting me. I can tell that's a dude. Like, are we all out of our minds here? I don't understand what's going on. Like, why we're in pretend world. Like, it's okay for you guys to say that Brianna Wu is a trans person. Like, it... But no, I guess if Brianna was not out of the closet, we're like not allowed to say it. It's like a big secret. And now like they kind of dance around it in interviews. Like she won't say whether she is or not. But it's like you can tell. She's a guy. I mean, like I don't whatever. But, it, you know, weirder people have won political contests in the Democratic Party. But like but that. That kind of like made me see that the media is like not above board because any person reporting on the whole thing would like immediately see that. Like, yes. why are you pretending to me? So yeah, I mean, like if if Let it turns out everything ever here. about Obama is true, I would believe it. It's clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack, and a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, "I'll sign an affidavit," and he did. I'll take a lie detector, and he did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, that was obviously true. Nobody reported it, not because they were squeamish about sex or drugs, but because the Obama campaign said anyone who reports on this gets no access to the Obama campaign. And so they didn't report on it. So that happens. That's just one small example. But that happens all the time with lots of different issues. Now, and do you, do you believe that transpired or do you believe 
the guy is legitimate or both? Oh, the Larry Sinclair story? Oh, that definitely happened. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've talked to Larry Sinclair <laughs> about it. And, oh, definitely it happened. I mean, if you... Larry Sinclair's been in and out of prison during one period. I mean, you know, 40 years ago, he was in and out of prison. He's got a criminal record by definition. He's, you know, poor. Uh, he's got a disordered life. He's missing a tooth. Like, he's not, you know... An Atlantic fellow, um, he's not going to the Aspen Ideas Festival. I think he has a record of deception. Obviously, he does. But this story, if you listen to it in detail, is clearly true. I mean, there's just, I mean, I'm going to do an interview with him and you can hear it. And again, it's not going to change the world that Barack Obama likes dudes. I think this was well known. Barack Obama said it so was. himself in a letter to his girlfriend. And by the way, that's kind of Barack Obama's business. I'm not attacking him for, for liking dudes. I'm just saying, the amount of lying in the media about it was unbelievable. Like, That's what you're saying, really. And I, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the the press is dishonest. So you can't rely on anything that the media puts out there, obviously. Um, I saw that you sent us... Um, Favake is clearly a Burn Barrel podcast listener because he copied my environment take... Uh, yes, indeed. Here it is. Hang on one second. He's on TMZ here. You know, we're in Los Angeles, and um, we just had this crazy tropical storm. And again, I'm kind of yeah. an old dog, and I've never seen anything like that in my lifetime. Maui burned up, at least Lahaina did, and the country is experiencing temperatures that we've never seen before, as is the world. And I heard what you said during the debate, um, where you kind of brushed aside climate change what do you think is causing all this yeah so let me give you my actual views on this it happens to be something i've studied quite carefully in the last several years the climate change agenda is a hoax is what i said and what i mean by that is that the temperature related or climate related disaster death rate tornadoes hurricanes heat wave fires the number of deaths over the last hundred years is down by 98 percent for every 100 people that died of a climate-related disaster in 1920, that number is two people today. That fact is not disputed. The reason why is more abundant and plentiful access to fossil fuels. More people die today still, eight times as many more people die of cold temperatures rather than warm ones. The right answer to all temperature-related deaths is more abundant access to fossil fuels. The earth is covered by more green surface area coverage today than it was half a century or a century ago because carbon dioxide is plant food. So there, these are the these are hard facts, not disputed, but that you don't hear from the climate agenda. But, 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 hold on, but, wouldn't the, the reduction in deaths be more related to technology that's allowed us yes. to- Yes, and what does the technology run on, out of the way of danger, and there's nothing to do with fossil fuels. Technology powered by fossil fuels. Technology powered by fossil fuels, and that's my point. So I favor Ooh, adaptation. nice, Alice. You and uh, yeah. Vivek, simpatico. I favor climate mm -hmm. mastery. Look at the likes of what Bjorn Lomberg to Alex Epstein to even Steve Koonin, a physicist who served in the Obama administration. I've read all their books cover to cover. I think the reality is the climate change policies are going to be more hostile to human flourishing than actual the threats posed by climate change itself. But if, but, so but 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 I, I got to stop you. This is point, on TMZ again. When it gets right. too hot, Somebody people who's can't survive, and it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And There's I mean, no you, you tell that to the folks in Lahaina that you need to adapt. 
And well, how does he make the connection? It's yeah. a freaking fire, okay? It was a fire exacerbated by the same idiots who want to tell us how to handle climate change. Exactly. And they're looking at it saying, how do we adapt when we're running for our lives into the ocean? Well, I happen to have talked to some of the folks in Lahaina, actually. So, so as, as have we. As have we, by the down. way. But good. I, I'm glad for that, because I think we should look after our fellow Americans before we're looking halfway around the world to places like Ukraine, where many politicians have more concern than for Maui. But here's, here's what I would tell them, and actually what is based on what they told me. You want to know what actually caused more deaths in Maui? There's somebody who is a climate agenda activist who is a left-wing appointee who believes in indigenous water rights that delayed during a critical mm. period, half a day, the provision of water to put out those fires. That is wrong. You actually have a timber policy problem in this country where environmental activists for years have now stopped the normal process of actually regular fires that don't actually reach the scale that we've seen from Canada to Maui because they're actually planned and controlled as they have been even for much of human history. And so again, I think the policy response in the name of this new climate religion is literally causing more deaths. And the reality is, and I can call out exactly where the farce is, the climate agenda has nothing to do with the climate because the same people who are opposed to carbon emissions here in the United States are totally fine when those same carbon emissions get shifted to China. And the same opponents to fossil fuels and carbon emissions are also the biggest opponents to nuclear energy, the greatest form of carbon-free energy production to mankind. This is really good. Yeah, it's really good. <clears throat> He's right on point. He's been listening to Burn Barrel, clearly. He, but he is really succinct and good. I mean, these guys, these TMZ yeah. guys, they're good at what they do, but they're bimbos, you know? And so, obviously, he can run circles around them, and, and they can't do much. But not only is this good, but I've never seen a presidential candidate on TMZ. It's almost as if Vivek is seeking them out. The chat is correcting you, by the way, that it's what? Vivek. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not. No, I have a new policy. I'm not changing anything now from how I used to do things. <laughs> so I'm back to back to Vivek, back to Kamala Harris. I'm back to Kiev that I always used to be. Mm -hmm. I'm back to Vivek. It's too bad. Too bad. No, I get do you to spell Turkey. T-U-R-K-I-Y-E now. You mean the country or the bird? The country. Yes. Okay. Um, it, yeah, I'm not doing, I'm not making any more changes yeah. for anybody. Yeah, I mean, like I said on the show, like, I don't know if he's for real, like, wanting to be mm -hmm. president, or if he is just a talker, but it's good talking. It's very good talking. In, in the off chance that he actually, you know, uh, moves in the direction operationally that his rhetoric is, rhetoric is in, that's great. I'll take it. And so the reality is this is about global equity. This is about letting China catch up. And I think I'm the only person who's studied this issue and has is not captured by donor interests to have the liberty to actually say it. This agenda is a hoax. Our global surface temperatures going up, yes, but we need to deal with that through mastery, through technological advances that will require more, not less use of fossil fuels. And by but the way, what if the fossil fuels are causing the climate, the, the, the temperature to go up? And we know that. That you <laughs> said that you, everything is based on data and results. There is actual hard data that says. The use of fossil fuels has raised the temperature Not on the planet. Not really, that's actually. Fact. Yeah, but there's no evidence that says that's going to be an existential risk to humanity. And the other thing I favor... Well, which, which I, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How, how is there no, how is there there no risk to humanity when... That is an the, existential but, risk to humanity, is what but, I said. But, but no don't you agree that, that right now, if things go the way they are, this They've will be... They've both the, conceded 
that the fossil fuels has saved all the lives. Right. Exactly. It's gotten warmer and 98% fewer people die now. So right. there's no reason why we all have to die if it goes up another degree. Like, right. It doesn't have to be that way. Coolest summer that you will ever experience in your lifetime. In a year where still eight times as many people are going to die of cold temperatures rather than warm ones. But that doesn't yeah. mean. By, by that, way, but that doesn't make it okay. And by the way, the <laughs> temperature is going up every Extreme year. Extreme cold is part. Yeah, it actually kind of does. Yeah. It makes it okay. It's okay for it to be warm. Right. Well, right. It's not just so heat. Actually, this is this is what's funny about this is, and, and this is this happens to be an area I've studied for a long time, and so this is an interesting conversation to me. In the 1970s, the same group was advocating for less use of fossil fuels because we were going to face a looming ice age. Now, the, some of the same people are making the argument that it has to be because of global warming. The reality is climate change is as The good thing about this is that these two guys, the TMZ guys, mm -hmm. have never engaged in this debate before. Never. They've, no, it's all never, new to them. They yeah. can't believe that somebody would say things like this. Yeah, you just don't... Why, that's bad. You don't... Say, why are you doing that? It reminds me of when I first started hearing Howie Carr and him making fun of Ted Kennedy and the Kennedys. Yeah, nobody like, made fun of the Kennedys. Don't do that, Howie. It was like, you couldn't believe it. This mean guy would come on and say mean things about Ted Kennedy. He's been through so much. You don't say that. He's a good person. He's one of the Kennedys. His the brothers. Yeah. The PT-109. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Man-made climate change is as old as man. And so the reality and the hard fact is what I'll challenge everybody else on the other side of this issue to do is at least we should be able to find common ground on nuclear energy. And the mystery to me is how the biggest opponents to fossil fuels are also the biggest opponents to nuclear energy, which leads me to the farce, and it is a farce, that this climate agenda has to do with the climate. These guys, the wheels are turning on these guys right now because they're like, this dude is besting two verse one. <laughs> uh, we look like fools here. This is like like when seemingly smart people or jocks, or whatever, go on Jeopardy and like get smoked, and look awful. Listen to Greta Thunberg or other advocates. At least they're more honest. This is not just about the climate. It is about justice. Well, what does that mean? It means global equity. It means punishing the West so the rest of the world can catch up. That is what this agenda at its core is about. Nuclear energy might be too good at solving the problem because it still allows America to continue its economic growth. That's why they're against it here. While China has stage four nuclear reactors, while we're still at stage two here, PetroChina emits more carbon, buying up the projects that we force Chevron to drop in the United States of America. So yes, that agenda is a farce, but I think that the right answer, what we should measure is how do we reduce the deaths and how do we reduce the negative impacts on human health from everything, including not just climate-related factors, but all factors. And I think for the foreseeable future, that is going to require more, not less use of fossil fuels and more, not less use of nuclear energy. That's what I care about, human prosperity, human flourishing in the United States of America for all Americans, from Maui to the south side of Chicago, to New York, to Iowa, to New Hampshire. Ukraine's not included in that list. That's my job as the next U.S. <laughs> president, and I will stand for that accordingly. I wish I could see the response because... That was a masterpiece. Yeah. And Vivek looks like one of them. He looks like he fell right out of L.A. He's oh, got yeah. a, He's TED Talk. He gives TED Talks. He's read books. He knows science. He speaks the way they like to hear things. This isn't like, I just shoveled a foot of global warming out of my driveway. Exactly. Which they, he, that's what they think all the arguments against it are. Exactly. Not only that, but he invoked Greta Thunberg. They must have been like, oh, crap, what the hell do we do? Can somebody wrap this thing? We thought maybe he hadn't heard about Greta Thunberg. <sighs> that is brilliant. I had not watched the whole thing. 
Oh my goodness, that is uh, brilliant. Harvard Square, Alice, you've seen all the fires and explosions? Yeah. Where? I think Boston's a well-run city. It's going well over there. <laughs> I am, yes. Everybody's on strike. A... Everything's exploding. Everybody's shooting each other. It's great. You know, we're in Los Angeles. It had been, yes. Um, by the way, so two more places. Boston Children's Hospital has this ad now featuring a little girl holding the hands of a doctor. Yeah, she looks about three in yep. the picture. This is Boston Children's Health Physicians, gender-affirming and LGBTQ um, care, which seems really brilliant right now. Um, they're going to affirm? Her, mm -hmm. I mean, these butchers yeah, are actually and, putting this... And if you go to their website, which um, Tommy in New Hampshire sent me to, and you read about what they're doing with that, they're actually advocating for nationally laws that protect gender-affirming care for kids so that kids everywhere can access them. So mean people like Ron DeSantis and um, I forget the Tennessee guy's name, who's a really good governor and everyone likes him, but uh, Bill Lee, is that his name? Oh, maybe. Um, and, so, and Greg Abbott can't take away uh, sex change surgeries for kids that's so mean of them. So they, Boston Children's Hospital is out there advocating for that, which is just great. Just great. It, and it's funny because once again, like with the gaslighting, it's like the they've been telling us they weren't doing right stuff on kids who weren't old enough to know what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, yes. they've been saying nonstop, this absolutely isn't happening. You guys are all completely crazy. And then they immediately pivot to, of course we're doing it. It's really great that we're doing it. It's wonderful. What are you talking about? It's like the same thing. And that's why I could totally envision that happening with the Obama stuff, just to go full circle. Mm -hmm. Like, is it would be like, you're totally crazy. What an insane bigot you are with your wacky conspiracy theories about Obama and Michelle and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then, like... They would have zero qualms about pivoting overnight. They would all just wake up one day and talk about how great it was that Obama was gay and how revolutionary and wonderful that he was the first gay president and all this stuff. Like they would overnight do would. that and, they'd and celebrate say, they'd it. They call you a homophobe for having a problem <laughs> for with being and, like and forgetting wait. ever that they were on the other side of this. Also, Dave and Buster's is having a new Pride entertainment schedule at uh, All Are Welcome Youth Entertainers Drag Show is at 1230. So Dave and Isn't is Pride on. over? Are we not? Is it, is it Pride I mean, all year round? It's, it's endless it Pride. Yeah. End. It's the Amazon heading that my kids were laughing at me because I was offended by it because in the in between when you're looking through like the movie categories and one of them is Endless Pride. Yes. <laughs> so yes, 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 yes. We all true. live in endless pride now. Um, one piece of um, information or a solicitation for you before we go to the chat chat is okay. we need your, not you, Alice, for you guys, any pictures, documentation you have at all of the Fat Cactus interior. Steve, thank you. I can't kind of uh, consider Steve kind of a partner in this deep dive and Tommy in New Hampshire. And we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to find out if... My Gina, we're going to call her Gina. It's like like Jane Doe, you know, we'll mm -hmm. say that. Because she very well, chances are high, just by my interaction mm -hmm. analysis, that she's a Gina. Um, I want to know if she's still with us, alive. I, I kind of feel like she's not. Uh, she it just seems like... She, we'll get into why in another time when I begin my true crime series on the Fat Cactus. Um, but um, also, we found we have... The original owner of the Fat Cactus, or we think owner or principal, or chef or is actually a Facebook friend of me and Alice, and we know from somewhere else, but, but we can't get, we'll, we'll, we'll tease yeah. that for later. We are 
investigating this entire This person thing. is really good at restaurants. Yes. Which adds to the intrigue. We think he relinquished it and then in came... He was not in, in control. And then in came the mafia or whoever, but... Uh, so, yes, yes, he may be our starting point, our, <clears throat> our first break in the case. Exactly. Fat Cactus right up in Linfield, right down the street from Route 1 in, from Chelsea, where a certain product it was um, was conjured up originally, else. What was conjured up? Oh, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Yes, which brings us what? The Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Sure. One where you can leave a message for the show. If you had the chance, Tom, who would you rather work for? Mm. And who wouldn't you want to work for out of Trump, Menahan, or Portnoy? Ooh. Out of those three? Uh, he said Tom. Okay, sorry. Is your name Tom? No, well, my name's not Tom. Too. No, you know what? Go ahead. Not Minahan. Work for him? No way. Maybe Trump, although I'd certainly be indicted. <laughs> I would. I did do the crime. I will take documents. I absolutely um, I will try to influence You'll erase him. the video footage I'll on the Mar-a-Lago security camera. I assure you I am going to be a corrupt member of that. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm just kidding. Because in case he does win again, else we're throwing a hat in the ring. I actually applied to work for the Trump administration back then. When it happened, and uh, crickets, Alice. Wow. Um, so um, that leaves only was, one. What was the third one? Portnoy. Portnoy. So now that they're out of the gambling business, there's nothing for me to do. I I don't know. What, what do you mean? Because you're so into gambling. No, but we had a gambling business pitch. There's nothing for me to do. Like like he uh, just said, work for a Portnoy though. He didn't say like. Do a gambling podcast for Portnoy. If I had to work for one of those three people, I'd absolutely pick Portnoy. No, you wouldn't. Yes, oh, wait, would. that's because they don't gamble anymore, so now there's no moral problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it would be, I guess it would be, I, I just don't, like, there's the girl and her mother. If we could do, like, this show, but our own version on Barstool. I love Barstool. I love Portnoy. He looked over at me longingly at the Super Bowl in 2013, and I should have approached him because I knew who he was. I knew that he was getting kind of hassled, um, and I could have gotten him into the Super Bowl after that too when he was trying to get in. But I was I was gun shy. I was also trying to yell at Tom Brady and all and Belichick mm-hmm. to, for, to answer my questions. That was my chance. I would have been in. I would have had stock options. I would have married to Holly by now. I would have had everything. But no. I didn't. It wasn't assertive. Damn it. Okay. Sorry that you're stuck with me. It says AI or Al, one of the two. I think it's Al. Hey, Tom and Alice. This is Al over in New Hampshire. Hey, hey I've been hey, working Al. on some impressions, and I want, want to know what you think of this. Yes. Is that part of our show? That was my Mitch McConnell. Thank you. Oh, Have a good day. vicious. Nicely done, Al. I love that. Vicious. Al, keep those coming. That was a good one. I love that. That was a good one. I thought it was going to be an attack on our dead air that we have sometimes when you turn off the mics to yell at the kids. Oh, yeah. That other one was violent the other day. It it, You know, (laughs) sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter. What's going to happen? Take the kids away? (laughs) Good luck with them. I'll go with them. Can either of you explain to me how KJP can get away with doing her job so incredibly bad and she gets away with not answering anything or being smug when we all know that if this was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Mm -hmm. Kaylee McInerney, Sean Spicer, 
or anybody that Trump had for his press secretary, they'd be absolutely crucified. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. I mean... They're not yeah. going to go... The, the, the media's not going to go after the historic first. They know that she's not good at this. They know I mean, that, look at how they treated George W. Bush. Like, Well, no, but this is... They're talking about... Um, I mean, they were always vicious to all the Republicans, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but, I mean, she's literally just... She's not great, and but the communication shop isn't great too. To to to, to but Jen Psaki was sharper calls than her. About Joe Biden taking bribes to Hunter Biden is a weird thing to say. But Jen Psaki was way sharper than her. Uh, yes. I mean, just like quicker on her feet and snappy and yeah, whatever. she's not Kate, Jean also not, a liar. But like, I mean, you know, a good one. That's what they you, all you pay are. Them for. Um, Saki could get, could get snippy too, which I don't think, which just fed Fox News, which I don't think was great for the Biden administration, especially. There's some people in the middle. Um, Perino was just a cutie, so I was always, we, me and the fellas over in the Bachelor Pad in Beacon Hill were all about Perino. Um, but, um, before Saki, who did, uh, Rush had, uh, not Rush, Rush didn't have anyone, but, um, Jay Carney, he could be snooty. And mm-hmm. and then the, like the three after under the Obama guys were just who you think they were like fist bumping. Oh, I see what you did there, mm-hmm. like that. And so oh, so nerdy. They had they all watched the West Wing. Um, Bush also had Tony Snow, who I loved because he just was there. He was a Fox guy, so he just mm-hmm. went there and torched all the press. And I'm for that too. So um, she's not good at it. What are you gonna say? She's better than that blonde one. What was her name? Bettingfield's my the one I like, so I don't. I don't what blonde one under who? Um, another one under Obama, who also was doing was a comms person for Biden for a little bit. Did the Pentagon? Harf. Yes, Harf. Yes, that's right. That's right. I don't like this um, sleight of hand crap with a Pasaki and Harf stuff either. <laughs> get rid of extraneous letters. Need to get out of names. Go get out of here. You uh, should talk, Thomas. What's wrong with the, what do you mean, Thomas? The H. You have an H that doesn't belong there. It Sometimes undergirds people the write T. emails stri- to you it as under- Thom. It undergirds the T, Alice. Thomas. No. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, um, and being here this week as we've been kind of crazy, as you probably noticed. Uh, but we appreciate you, and thanks for joining us on the live streams, all you Patreon people. We love you guys. Um, mm. Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> And uh, and it's been another fun week. We will see you on Sunday. We're going to do an all-you-can-eat pod tomorrow morning. And uh, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Am I hot? I mean, obviously, I'm hot. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.